welcome to episode six of the final save point where we are in next gen week two we are because it's weird in the uk and yeah but yeah we, we had a week's gap between them well i'm on next gen hour like six seven yeah yeah i mean you've after <laughs> yeah yeah all, all the administration work you have to do with uh receiving a new console now yeah yeah, yeah. i had to fill out form fa92 in triplicate yep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i had to get it witnessed yeah. By a Sony representative, and yeah, you can then play your games within 21 days. Yeah, of processing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I also have to sign another load of stuff to be able to play the games. The first lot was just for the console. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's uh, we are well, yeah, it's launch day today, right? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, Steve, yeah. we are today. actually recording again on launch day for the PlayStation Five this yep. week. So the uh, lucky ones got the one. I, I I read that there were a lot of online shops that said they were going to have stock. But didn't have stock. Oh, it's all over the place. And yeah. I mean, didn't games suddenly change a load of people's um, couriers last night to Yodel, like the notoriously worst one in the UK? <laughs> and now people are getting an email saying, oh, you're not going to get your console till Friday, even though they specifically paid for day one <laughs> launch. It's crazy. The uh, Curries, Curries were like, oh, we've got some, don't worry. And then on the day, they were like, yeah, bear with us. We might have a bit of Well, that wasn't their pre-orders, know. right? That was no, it was like that fresh stock. they were going to have today. to order this yeah. morning. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's a bit different. But I think... It's like I saw someone moaning earlier going, oh, you know, people moaning about game delivery and that, not going to in their delivery of a console. Or you're entitled. I'm like, well, you know, some people, there's a good thing to say about the gaming community being entitled in some respects, but when it's expecting a product and service that they've paid for, I don't really think you can level those kind of accusations at them. I bet those people have them as well. Mm-hmm. I bet those people have them. What's that? They have their console. Oh, yeah, probably. Blatantly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but still, game, game deserves to be taken to the... Uh, Look, yeah. I'd be a bit upset. The effort that I went to to get it ordered on the day, because I knew it was going to be a pain in the backside, and I managed to get it. If they turned around, you know, I'd say anywhere within a week of launch day and say, oh, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Because be... if it was a bit before, I'd be, oh, you know, I can look elsewhere. But the thing is, it's, I was sort of saying online, it's like it's all well good to mock people. It's like these people on Twitter going, oh, oh people were moaning because they didn't get their toys and that. I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's more than that, isn't it? You know, people have had to take a day off, sit indoors, wait for it. And it doesn't matter anyway. If you if you buy a thing and it doesn't turn up when you expect it, it's disappointing. That's what I'm saying. The whole fact of the matter is if game couldn't guarantee day one deliveries, they shouldn't have taken orders yeah. and charged people for day one deliveries. They should have said free delivery but may not will turn up on launch day. But luckily... You I got didn't get mine. yours from game. Yeah, I got mine, yeah, I got mine from Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if... I, I haven't heard about them. I know they their website crashed with in regard to buying one today. What, this morning? Yeah. Okay. But it didn't. Um, their pre-orders are largely. I'm amazed. It, I'm amazed there's even stock to uh, be sold. I think they held it mm. just to launch today. Okay. But uh, apparently, with Amazon, nobody's even sure if they sold any because they went live. The website crashed, and within minutes, it came back online, and everything had sold out. Okay. <laughs> and some people were just like, "Did did we get one? Did anyone get one during?" Wasn't the that almost? Wasn't that almost what happened the first time the orders went yeah. up? On yeah, yeah. I was in the midst of that. I got one during that. Well, that's what happened to me with the Series X as well because I was I literally I went on there the moment they were meant to go live and they were gone and so I set an, an item alert on Amazon assuming that I'd get an item alert in a couple of weeks when the next batch are released or something and literally like twenty minutes later it popped up. <laughs> is a, yeah. Straight on the app on my phone. Well, yesterday it was any time up till ten p.m., which would have been a pain. Yeah, yeah. And then I woke up this morning, looked at my Amazon, and it's yeah, six a.m. to eight a.m. Yeah, you oh. got lucky. My Series X didn't turn up to like three in the That's afternoon. early between six and eight, right? Yeah, that's I've never really had, early. I've, I've never done... had a slot that early before. I was saying I usually get Amazon deliveries here at like early afternoon, but yeah. my one today didn't turn up until this evening because I assumed they're overloaded delivery PS4 yeah. uh, five today. Yeah. <laughs> like... 
but I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing about it. Yeah, I didn't get, I didn't get to use it as fast as I, I'd have liked. Mm, yeah, that was yeah. a, it's an in, interesting feature, especially we'll into that. Compared you know with contrast. It's probably something. It's probably something I could have done a better way. When you told me earlier it was taking three hours, mm. I assumed that meant you were transferring every bit of data from your PlayStation Four, like game installs and everything. When yeah, you yeah. got around here and told me, no, that was just like save files, captures, and yeah, yeah. Um, profile settings. I'm like. Free hours. Which again, it like I I wouldn't have done it the way I'd have done, and I wouldn't have moved, bothered doing the captures. Really, I could have just put them on a drive. If it hadn't have told me, oh, you, it's fine. You can just play the game in the background. Yeah. So yeah. So that's anyway, the only uh, reason I was like, oh god, in Wi-Fi, it take forever, but it's fine if I can play the game. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's had a bit more clarification to actually what we're talking about here. So uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Mark. That's Ben. Yes. This is episode six of the final save point. PlayStation Five launch day. We did this in the UK. Did we do this. We did kind of do it, but I kind of launched in without doing a, <laughs> an introduction to our names, at the least. Uh-huh. I mean, we're only six episodes in. We can't expect people to know that yet. Mm-hmm. Although if we they haven't come up this with cool is, Yeah, I was going to say, this is the opportunity to get a new name in, you know, your podcast name. Oh, that's fine. Ben's you know, that, cool. Your cyberpunk name, online name. <laughs> I'd just be Ben, but I'll replace the E with a three. <laughs> that's what all the cool kids do, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to be Johnny Petrobite. Petrobite? Yeah. How much is that? A thousand terabytes. Uh in the future, I expect more. It's pretty big now. What's the next one up? What, for Petrobite? Yeah. I don't know. What comes after Petro? In? I don't know. Well, we'll look, we'll look that up because I'm sure there is one. <laughs> oh, well, of there is. It probably goes on near pod, pod, infinitely. No. Uh, Podrobite, maybe? Oh, I'm going to look into that, though. <laughs> yeah. Because you want your name to be... Like the highest amount. Well, of yeah, I mean, you know, it's like the late two, the late, you know, twenty hundreds. I don't want to be like, you know, oh, oh, oh Johnny Megabyte. Oh, he's got one <laughs> megabyte. <laughs> Look at him. It sounds. That sounds like the day of a cyberpunk film that would have been released in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you obviously got your PlayStation Three. Now you're in a similar boat to five. Like five. <laughs> well, I've said at least three different numbers. So I would have liked a PlayStation 3. It would have been nostalgic. So, Ben, how are you enjoying your PlayStation Vita? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's my favourite PlayStation console. Yes, so you got your PlayStation 5 today. You're in a similar boat to where I was on last week's uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, I've had a couple of hours a of day first of it, impression. Really. I would have had a few more hours if not for the fiasco previously mentioned about transferring stuff. It's, it's, pr- it's probably at some point my fault. I don't know. If maybe I don't know. Like it say, definitely said to me I could do, I could play games, and it would do all that in the background. Yeah, but well, it turns out that it can't, and you can't really do anything while it's well. Especially the fact, like you said, there was no cancel option once no, you started as well. And no, and it's was... got the old um, "don't turn off your thing, or the world will end." <laughs> do not disconnect any cables. It specifically told me to not disconnect any cables. Really? Yeah. Okay. Jokes on them. I could have taken the HDMI out. Yeah, because when I obviously got my Series X and I transferred games over from the um, the Xbox One X, that does it as if it's just downloading them. They just appear in your download queue. Maybe the games would have done that. Maybe this is just it's like two but separate still, it shouldn't taken that long just to get your profile data. Maybe other Wi-Fi as well. I could have probably found a better way. But again... It's fine. It, it took a, it's took done. A, yeah, it's, it's took it's a couple done. of hours. Theoretically, you won't have to do that again until you get your PS5 Pro in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, don't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got a lot of investment to do. I mean, before the PS5 Pro comes out, you need to get a, a 4K 120 hertz TV. <laughs> I've got... Uh, I need to Dragon Ball style fusion my HDTV and my high refresh rate monitor. Mm. Well, that's <laughs> and the then annoying, I'd be fine. That's the annoying thing, isn't it? Because you could run your PlayStation through your monitor to take yeah. advantage of that if it's supported for in 40 output. Which it will at some point. I would, uh, they I said they'll add that it can be added if there's demand, right? Then do it. 
I don't understand why it wasn't there from day one. It's <laughs> I don't get that. Neither do I. It's like an accepted thing, and I, I'm pretty sure Xbox just did it. Didn't really say anything, just did it. I'm pretty sure their last generation supported it as well, though, right? The yeah. One X. Though. But I, um, my choice today was I knew I'd only have like a couple of hours, so mm-hmm. I got Miles Morales, and obviously there's that um, Astrobot playroom yes. thing. So I thought I'd, I'd do Miles Morales because I feel like a few hours with that. Because the Astrobot thing, I kind of just want to sit and do in one sitting. I think that's probably a way to experience it from a lot of yeah. So apparently you can platinum it in about four hours. Yeah, that's fine. So, I'd rather just sit and do that in one go. Yeah. And with Miles Morales, I can get a decent how the <laughs> how the game works. Um, I mean, if Astro's Playroom is anywhere near as good as Astrobot Rescue Mission was on the PSVR. Which, which I still which, didn't play. I, I have it. You've got to play it, because I still would probably say that's my probably my favourite VR game to date. Maybe Beat Saber. Those two are in contention. It, I'd, I'd play it if... By some miracle, it popped up on um, the quest. Mm. I can't be bothered to say I haven't got the right enough, especially now I've got a PS5. Well, that's the, op- that's the opportunity. You'd do a right to Sony or whatever you have to do, get one of those little adapters, and then you can play it with slightly crisper graphics. Yeah, maybe. Mm. But yeah, I um, I had a couple of hours with Miles Morales so far, and it's, I mean, it's, it's annoying because all everyone's re- opinions are already out because it's been out in America for like a week. Yeah, yeah, it's weird, obviously, because like, obviously I've, I've been seeing all this kind of stuff on social media and that for the last week, where it's obviously ne- only now people over here experience I still don't understand Sony's logic doing that. It feels like such an old-school move to have a non-worldwide release. Yeah. Yeah. It's only that game. Oh, no, the whole console. The whole console, And yeah, I mean, yeah. I kind of get, oh, yeah, we've got the pandemic this year and that, but Microsoft managed it. Yeah. You know, uh, NVIDIA managed it with their graphics cards. I... AMD have just released their is it Big Navis or whatever yeah, it's called n- none of them are in stock yeah but I mean at least they did it worldwide to begin with you know yeah. it's like the whole idea of a staggered release in different countries these days just feels very very old school but then Sony are top of the pack at the moment they're cock of the walk they will do do whatever they like take the piss you know it's uh, it's the cycle of console platform holders yeah it's what happens like uh, Microsoft have been for it, Nintendo have been for it. Everyone's done it at least once. <laughs> got got two cocksure on their success, and you know, just why you got Andrew Ryan going around talking about how uh, how much good value seventy pound new releases are. <laughs> seventy pounds, like that's too much money for a video game. For and, sure. and to all you people online who keep telling me that games haven't gone up in like the last 20, 30 years or whatever, yes, they have. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have. It's like, I, I can't speak for every country, but in the United Kingdom, games have slowly crept up since at least the PlayStation 1 era, where you used to be able to get new PlayStation 1 games for about 35 quid. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. And then it went up to about 37 99 40 quid, um, the PS2 era, and now we're up to 70 So that's a doubling in price <laughs> since the early 2000s. So don't tell me that games haven't gone up in price. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if you want to go back in further, you want to go back to the realm of microcomputers where you can pick up a tape in boots for a fiver. <laughs> people. Like, I, I, I assume people saying this are mainly Americans because they didn't really have the microcomputer era, did they? They were all playing like Ataris and Nezzies. Yeah, I guess so. So they were paying £50 a time for a Nez cartridge. So to them, I guess it has been a standard price. But yeah. I can't. I just can't understand how anyone can defend £70. It's too much. Well, I mean, I, if you, I can understand why Andrew Ryan does it. Or Jim oh, Ryan. Yeah, so Jim of course. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's trading his pocket. Because he works for Sony. But yeah. <laughs> So people who are trying to defend it as customers, I don't get it. You know, I don't understand. Why would you defend someone trying to charge you more money for something? It's dead silent, the unit, completely like quiet, even when it's running a game. It seems to kick up a bit of a noise when I first put the disc in. Yeah, the Xbox does that as well, but I think that's mainly the disc drive rather than the But then it the didn't fan. do it anymore after that. It was just... 
when it's my you can hear the disc spinning when it's installing stuff on the xbox but then yeah once it's actually running it, yeah you i can't think that might think. have been what it was mm. but it was doing it while i was like setting the console up so yeah i mean how how big is it in real life huge. once you actually get it huge it's yeah. f- massive <laughs> It's way too big. <laughs> Have you put other items next to it? To no, take at photos the moment. in comedic scale of pictures. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone, everyone already knows how big. Bananas it is. and plus, I own a giant, giant gaming PC. That's Have you just like... put it next to that to make it look smaller? Well, I thought about putting like my Switch, One S, PS4, PS5, and then my tower just in a line. <laughs> but... <laughs> like Marikoshka dolls. Of then the... I realised <laughs> hundreds of people have already done that. And probably with much better setups and rooms than I have. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll leave people watching that. But, How are you um, feeling the, uh, the white colour as well? Because I mean, that was something um, that put me off. White technology just feels so like late 90s to me. I'm not really bothered how like, it looks. First gen iPod, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't that, like how it looks. No. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'm not that bothered by it. I know what you mean. It's, you don't, you're not going to spend a lot of time staring at your console. No. But, yeah. I, I know there's probably some people that do. I just feel like... If I had that in my entertainment setup, I would spend time looking at it because it would stick out. Maybe. Everything else is black. My biggest problem with it is it's really, like, a, in a dark room, It's the lights on it are really bright. Really? Yeah. Has it got uh, lights that go all the way around the fins? Around right? the fins. Yeah. It's it sort of, it's like a like a, a building. Like, the, the lights hit the inside of that white plastic. Okay. So it's like a mood lighting effect as it goes around. That it is does look kind of yeah. nice. It's just a bit much. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Especially as... They've always kind of just been quite mute about lights on their consoles, right? I mean, um, the PS4 the was the first most. gen PlayStation 4 had though, that cool light strip going down it, didn't it? Yeah. But that's. Uh, and obviously, a lot of people complained about the light bars on the DualShock 4s because they were quite bright and you got reflecting off your TV. Which I can kind of understand. Yeah. I mean, I never, I've never really had the problem. But I Not mean. Not really. I do have a shiny TV though, but I don't think I play at the right angle. No. Maybe. No. I've never noticed it being. No, a it's never been a massive issue for me. But um, yeah, the the setup of the unit was pretty easy apart from the file transfer thing. But yeah, um, Miles Morales is what I've been playing for a couple of hours, and it's a pretty good. I feel like that Astrobot game is the best thing if you want to get used to the pad and what the pad can do. Yeah, yeah. But using the pad in Spider Man is great. So how does the how does it work with like the triggers and the triggers? From what I'd heard, I thought it was going to be more like you squeeze the triggers and it would it would like make the trigger just generally harder to squeeze. It's more like there's a point during the squeeze where it hits, yeah. And then yeah. it becomes harder. So it's like, I mean, it kicks in while you're swinging. So it feels like you push the trigger just a little bit, so it doesn't hit the re- um, resistance point. You can kind of swing slower. I don't know if it's designed like that, but it's just a nice touch. And then if you really push it, and I guess it simulates you sort of holding on to it, tighter. doing a more kind yeah. of yeah, putting more force into your pull. Okay, it works well. Cool. I, I can yeah. s- already see how it can work. Great, mm. like a it's shooting just, game. Or... Like a lot of people are saying, though, the question is, is, is it going to be one of those features that you're going to have great fun with this Christmas and then people will slowly stop like putting in their games? You know? I don't think so. I mean, the Xbox, that they use those haptic feedbacks right up to now, right? Yeah, but again, you don't get that in all third-party games. No, Well, maybe third-party games won't do it. And now they're going to have to be developing for two, well, technically three different types of rumble, right? Because you've got the haptic in triggers in the Xbox, you've got the HD rumble in the Switch, and the now the adaptive triggers in the DualSense. I feel like it would be quite difficult. if it, Say if you're like a smaller studio, mm-hmm. it might be quite difficult to program in the triggers. I don't really understand. I don't know enough about that. Well, that, that being said, I have heard that Sony's uh, development tools are actually being quoted as being slightly easier at the moment compared to Microsoft's. 
apparently Microsoft are still chucking a lot of APIs and libraries into this as we speak, because apparently ray tracing technically isn't supported at the moment on Microsoft's APIs. That was something that Ubisoft like rigged up for Watch Dogs. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know the full ins and outs of it, but... Well, the, um, that's the, the you can run the game in two different modes, and one of them features this ray tracing, mm-hmm. which looks quite nice. I've never been that for it. I don't think it's worth it for the amount of hit you have on performance. I think you put it best when we were chatting the other week, where you said it's going to be a great technique when people learn to use it in moderation and learn to or use be artistic it. with it. Yeah, if you're making a very kind of linear story-driven game, like it would probably look amazing if you were making like a walking simulator or something. You could probably use it to really good effect. But in is it worth slapping it on every game? Yeah. If you're if that's going to mean you're not going to get the sixty frames a second that we want from this gen. Yeah, and I mean. Because already Watch Dogs is, is a locked 30, right? I don't think Watch Dogs even targets 60, from what I understand. Um, Spider-Man, you uh, you have to turn it off. You, you have to put it, it to 30 off. frames a second to get yeah, it. Yeah. And if Devil May Cry is it, I believe you can get you can run 120 ray tracing in that, but apparently it drops frames like no one's business. See, I think I don't think it's a cut and dry argument. I think it's different from every game, and you've got a great example there of Devil May Cry should not be played below 60 frames per second. Mm. It's just one of those games. You just can't. It's like Overwatch, I'd say, has to be 60 frames a second. Yeah, any driving or fighting game. Driving games, yeah. Fighting games, yeah, I suppose now. I can't think of any of the... That Back in the day, not so much, but these days where people have got really, really uh, like into it about things like frame data and that. But something like uh, Spider-Man, which does get a lot out of being 60 because it's a fluid game. But I'd say... Well, the, so, the, the original one in 30, right? Yeah, yeah. it's fine. And I, even this one in its 4K ray tracing light mode at 30, it's totally fine. I've been playing Assassin's Creed and sometimes I... I limit it to 30 so I can play it in 4K for a bit because those kind of games, I think, are fine. See, I've found now that once I experience a game in 60, I find it really hard to go back to the 30 mode. I would always rather 60. Um, Yakuza, I put into the 60 uh, frames a second, 14, 40 mode and played it for a few hours. And then when I tried to go back to the 4K, 30 mode, it just felt wrong. Yeah. If you know what I mean, it just didn't feel right at all. So, Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I definitely prefer 60. But some games, I I think, that especially the ones that push what they look like, sometimes it's nice to just get that bit of extra fidelity. Yeah, again, it's, it's all about how it's presented and how it's yeah, like, or what, what you're in the mood for, even. And like you say, with, um, with variable refresh rate becoming a, a te- a more uh, commonplace tech on TVs as well, yeah. you'll definitely see ways around that because obviously you know, any, anything sort of between 30 to 60 can be... Uh, punched up with that as I understand it right I think also if you're like playing on PC I'll play some stuff on PC if you want to go from 60 to 34k you've got to kind of open an options menu and fiddle about with some settings whereas if like in Spider-Man or a lot of these other games where they just make it one or t'other yeah so you just open the button it's one or t'other and it's fine yeah and that's back and forth yeah I mean you, I know that people were liking the options that they're putting onto consoles now but I don't think that they're ever going to put as many options in there as PC games no which is probably why people buy consoles yeah yeah I mean I wouldn't want to deal with that many you know no, performance nice. versus you know I want, I want my brightness HDR settings you know performance versus uh, fidelity and then you know maybe a, maybe a field of view toggle if it's a FPS or something <laughs> but um, yeah so the, you start per, the, the games it's so Miles Morales is so well put together. Do you remember the first one had this, a similar thing where it had a really genius opening that just made you like 
big smile on your face. Like uh, he has that very quick musical opening where he's in his apartment and he leaps out the window. Oh yeah, you literally leap like out the window you and you're straight control. into yeah, swinging yeah, yeah. around a Spider-Man. It does yeah, it kind yeah. of. It's a little bit slower, but it's just so well done. I said the the first mission is really really good, and I played. I've played the first mission and a couple of others, which weren't really that action-packed, and then had a little roam around the open world. Like, it starts with Peter it, Parker gives you... Do you like get the whole, the whole of um, Manhattan again? I think so, but yeah. I don't think there's as much to do in it. Okay, that's cool. And it's, like, set at Christmas, this one, right? Yeah. So it's wintery. Yeah. That's cool. It's nice. I mean, it's almost Christmas now, so it's almost fitting. Yeah, how's the snow effects? Not as good as Assassin's Creed. <laughs> But I, I haven't really been to a lot of places where there is thick snow. Most of the places I've seen, there's like a, a light shade of snow, but everything's more like wet. Okay. Because the sun's still out. I don't think it's quite that blustery winter. Have you run into any awesome villains yet? Uh, I've seen Rhino, who I know yeah, is in the last one, but it's done really well. Which version of the Rhino? It's the same one that was in the last game. What does he look like? Is he... Big, big guy. robot e suit. robot suit. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Alexi something rather. Yeah, I never use the old school Rhino anymore in his actual well, the, Rhino the, suit. The New York guy is just an angry American man. Yeah, <laughs> in, in a weird Rhino suit. Yeah, <laughs> a skin tight Rhino suit. No I, hope less. Get, I hope they use Craven in the next one, the next Peter Parker one. I think they will. Mm. There's a lot of scope to have it, one, but there are also rumours of that being in the films as well. Well, Craven. Yeah. Okay. I think it's, again, Craven's probably one of the ones where you could make a good. Well, they've used Mysterio. Anime. They've used uh, Vulture. I mean, we haven't had Norman Osborn in there. Or Doctor Octopus. That's true. We haven't had Doctor Octopus in the films yet, have we? Which? But then they did use her well, her in uh, Spider-Verse, right? Yeah, yeah. sort of. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, the music in Miles Morales is great and reminds me a lot of Spider-Verse. Really? There's a lot of it in spider I think it's hard to not be reminded of that. You're playing as the main character from the film yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the music's really good. It's really well used. Uh, the, the motifs that happened in the original game, the really kind of grandiose orchestral motifs are still there just with a slight like r&b twist that's because that's like the music that miles was always listening to but you can turn that you can switch on and off what you're listening to you can listen to podcasts while you're swinging around if you want okay this is still got like jay jonah jameson doing someone else okay interesting he is in it at the beginning jay jonah jameson but yeah he wasn't doing his podcast but yeah um the the premise is spider-man's got to go off somewhere for a couple of weeks like an extended working holiday with mary jane and this is it's on your own you're on your own now You've got to prove yourself. Although it is weird that that I assume like Spider-Man's operating as his like mentor then. Yeah. Like Peter Parker, even yeah. though the new Peter Parker face looks about two years older than Miles. <laughs> like, why is that? Um, he's still like five. What five years? I think they said he'd been Spider-Man for. In Eight the first years, game. wasn't it? Eight. Yeah, it was eight years. He was meant to be Spider-Man for. Really? Bear in mind, he becomes oh. Spider-Man when he's like fifteen, right? So. That's a lot. What I like, what I really like about it is you get gran- granular and you look at like the animations. Just, just from you swinging around and walking around and like how he fights and stuff, it's that so much work has gone into making it seem different. Yeah, yeah. But even the fighting, it feels more brawler. You just, just slugging people. It looks good though. It's different and the the swinging around, the tricks work better this time. Oh, I like the tricks. That was one of my favourite. I liked them. I always game. found it a bit clunky. But now, could, could you always like combo them? Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, that's, that's what I used to do all the time. It was just really fun sometimes to just like swing around just yeah. doing tricks to grind up XP. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of... <laughs> that's all... what Insomniac have always been good at that in making just getting around feel awesome in their games. Because I remember the Sunset Overdrive was great for that. But yeah, I mean, I've played it for what? Two two hours, if that? <laughs> so 
I'll render a more complete opinion later on, but unless it just takes a random massive nosedive out of nowhere, it's going to be a nice... I'm sure, you, I'm sure you would have heard about that by now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the amount of messages I've seen of, oh, it made me cry, it's the best game, I loved it so much. And, oh, why do people say that about everything now? <laughs> oh, it made me cry. I didn't see a doctor. There's clearly something <laughs> wrong with your mental state if everything is making you cry. Oh, I cried when I saw this video. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> everything shouldn't be making you cry. That's that's some kind of emotional instability <laughs> you got going on. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that's probably all of the actual gameplay experience I've had. I will mention that at one point during playing, the, the PlayStation locked up. Which like, is, completely, yeah. Completely yeah. locked up. And this is, after doing all the updates, this is within the first hour of its life playing a game. I mean, I'm talking hard crash. Like, it screen black off, power off. Pressing the controller power button, nothing. Going over and pressing the power button on the PS5, Nothing. There's some kind of bug with the download menu as well, isn't there? Apparently, download I haven't queue. seen it yet. I guess if you haven't downloaded yet. <laughs> but I did. I pulled the power cable out and put it back in, and it was. Mm. It seemed fine. Well, I'd imagine there's, there's probably going to be a few little like firmware bugs and stuff on both. Probably. These new I mean, consoles, it's a pretty but... bad one if it's just cutting off power, not switching itself back on, having to repair the hard drive. Yeah, well, I say I got a little bit paranoid yesterday when I tried to turn my Xbox on from the pad and it just weren't having it. But then I could turn it on from the button, and for some reason, even though I had it in sleep mode setting, it had somehow turned itself completely off overnight. And it's done it two nights on the trot now, so I don't know whether the inactivity setting has melded with uh, is contradicting the um, sleep mode setting and causing. You had a lot look online. Anyone else having the same problem? Oh, I, I only really... See, it happened for the second time tonight, so I've changed the settings on my Xbox, and I'll see if that sorts things out tomorrow. But I was glad to realise that quick resume works, even if power has been cut to the console. Which, yeah, somehow it's maybe, it's saving these... Must some cloud save state or something. I assume it's just... It, it's just literally just saving a, a block of the game's code, right? Pass. Essentially, I'm not smart enough. Essentially, no, yeah, essentially, it's taken. That's how save states work, I believe. They just they take a, a snapshot of the code of the game at that exact moment, and then that's what they reload into. I believe that's how it works. Would that still be there though if it was powered down? Yeah, because it was just, the code would be a text file, right? Maybe. Maybe I'm not sure that's how it works. I'm I'm um, speculating, if I'm honest. But I'm not even going that I'm, far. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to find out it works because Quick Resume has been a bit, a little bit wonky since launch. Yeah, it's it works on some games, it doesn't work on others. It didn't work on Yakuza at first, but then it started working last night. But then it seemed to have not worked again today. So, yeah. But well, do you it's... want to, um, do you want to go into your views on your Xbox? Yeah, because you've had like a week extra now. Yeah, to to live and live with it and coddle it, cradle it. Is this what you're going to do when you get home later? <laughs> Whatever gives you that idea. Coddling your PlayStation? Maybe. Nah. It's big enough to substitute another human being. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's got well past baby stage. <laughs> it's like full on toddler already. <laughs> oh, I'm going to draw a face on it and everything. It's going to oh, be my, gonna my own wince. Are you going to customise your faceplate? Nah. No? Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not entirely against doing it. I just can't be bothered. Some of the ones I say look really cool. If you but... say, I don't... All of my stuff, nothing's on it. Like, my PC case is just a big black box. Yeah, but at least it's, like I say, it's black. Get rid of those, black. Get those white plates on the, Xbox, on the I, PlayStation. Um, I saw my, my brother's tower that he's got. It's white. The whole computer tower is white. Really? Yeah. Oh. 
I mean, it doesn't look bad. I can't maybe lie. that's it. Maybe maybe the kids are liking white tech again now, and it's Probably. just me. I'm an old man, like stuck in my stuck in my you know my 2010s era black <laughs> black technology. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like like I say, it, it looks quite nice. It's just different. I've not mm. I've not seen. I seen a have you seen the the pyramidal uh, PC yes. towers? You can find yeah, yeah. pretty mad. They are <laughs> like, cool. As I was uh, LGR did one the other week and did it all up with like RGB light and that. It looked pretty crazy, like the fan at the top and stuff. I do like the idea of making like a custom. I, I like it. They look PC. cool, but it's just it just takes up more of a footprint then for where you got to put it, right? If you've got a massive wide place. <clears throat> I guess if you're like a content creator that lives and breathes that stuff, then... Oh, yeah, yeah. Most of those big YouTube content creators have got like office spaces. You've right got to have a background for your videos. Yeah, yeah. With all your stuff that I'm always a bit envious of. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even use it. I'm not even that into like retro stuff, but I want it. Well, I mean, I've got I've made this room like twenty percent more YouTuber with my uh, shelves of my console collections the other week, which I really just, it does look kind of cool though, which I really just put out on the shelves so that I could free up space in the cupboards that they were in. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm glad I've finally got some space to show because after renting for so many years and moving around, all that stuff has been boxed up. Yeah, you just have it out on display. But yeah, now that I don't, now that theoretically I won't have to move from this house for uh, however long I want. Like, How many um, of them have got consoles in them? What's that? The boxes. Um, all of them have, except for the PS2 box doesn't actually have a PS2 in. Would yeah. you ever like take them out and put them on a display case? Well, that was my original plan in this room is thinking about getting a display case, but I'd, again, I just don't know where I put it, which is why I've just used those that shelving unit. And uh, yeah, obviously, any console at the foot of your bed. <laughs> so <laughs> if wake up every morning to see all my old consoles. Oh. <laughs> games um yeah obviously <laughs> oh, any consoles whims, i've got boxes any consoles i've got boxes for i've just boxed them up and yeah stacked them up and just used the boxes as decoration but yeah, yeah. so how's how's living with uh so yeah i mean i've been more than happy with the xbox apart from like i've said a few little glitches like uh that power cycle issue which i'm sure i'll figure out uh, yeah, I mean, the console itself is great. Yeah. Uh, like I say, Quick Resume is a game changer in terms of flicking back and forth between games. I was uh, saying to you last night, when you invited me to play Halo. Briefly. Briefly. Um, yeah, the fact that I was playing um, something completely different at the time, I got your invite, clicked yes, join on your invite, and because of Quick Resume, I was on the menu of Halo where I'd left it on pause within about four seconds. That's very handy. Yeah, that's really handy. Yeah. Um, yeah, quick resume is great. Uh, the loading times on the SSD, which you've experienced, same you know, thing. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation, it's just crazy. Yeah, but you, like you say, I'm I'm conditioned to clock out during a loading screen yeah, or a yeah. boot up to do other things like grab a drink and have a sip, or like look at my phone. Yeah, now I don't have any time. To do I don't that, have. That. Yeah. I, I picked up my phone earlier. But I, I told you with Miles Morales, it will do a thing where you sure you have to restart from checkpoint. And oh god, I restart from checkpoint, grab my phone, and before I've opened the browser or whatever, it's fuck, it's loaded back in. Yeah, I mean that's uh, with Yakuza, it's almost like oh, why did you bother having loading splash screens? <laughs> you might as well just fade to black and then luck because it's a cross release. Yeah, if it wasn't, yeah, then, yeah. I mean, new games have got to think of a way around that because some games. I mean, can you imagine you know, like Mass Effect and its renowned elevator talks? Well, I mean, it didn't have them in the second two, right? No, it didn't, yeah. but I'd missed them. Mm, yeah, I don't, well, I mean, few of those, I remember some of them would stop, like, and you were still only halfway up the lift. You'd mm. just have to sit there in silence for a bit, so hopefully they'll sort that out in the Legendary Collection. or whatever. Is it the Legendary Collection? What's it called? The Mass Effect trilogy that's been re-released that they announced last week? Well, if we don't week? know the name, Legendary Collection is a good one. Good, good guess. Uh, I don't know. Legendary edition anniversary collection. Um, surely it should be called the Spectre Collection or N7. 
N7 collection. Yeah. Was he a Spectre? Was that what he was? He was, but only in the first one. Was... Oh, yeah, then he joined Cerberus, yeah. right? And then you're like a criminal in the third one, aren't you? Mm, like, yeah. Yeah, because at the start you're getting tried for destroying that Batarian gate, right? Well, I'm looking forward to that. But, I was this yeah. clo- We said I was this close to playing through it again on PC, but... Oh, yeah, I was going to use them to muck around to test backwards compatibility <laughs> on the... In fact, I might still install Mass Effect 1 just to see how it runs on there. Now I know we're getting a full-on re-release. I kind of just want to save myself. Yeah, I mean, I know I've got a save on Mass Effect 1, I think, on my Xbox Cloud save, so... I would go yeah. from scratch. Hmm. And I would I would have a, a friendly shepherd who, in the second game, when they rebuild him, they do they do something wrong, mate. And now he's gone full on renegade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was renegade the last one, so I'd probably have to go. Yeah, and it's a, it's a, you have to do one or the other. You can't you can't do middle. Hmm. You don't get all the cool stuff. Well, they've announced that they're making a fifth one as well, right? He's in the works. A fourth one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, a fourth Mass Effect. <laughs> They're making a fourth Mass Effect, everybody. I would be surprised if they don't go down that road. Not like, oh, this is number four, but just completely disregard Andromeda. Well, you can, right? They're all yep. off in another Absolutely. Gal- galaxy. Good idea. It's thing. all the way over But there. then saying that, if you, if you want to continue it in the Milky Way galaxy, you've got to somehow explain how society rebuilds after they lose the gates, right? Because there's no way to finish free without losing the gate system. Yep. Unless, unless they literally just jump it forward like a thousand years. And everyone's now got like much better FTL technology and stuff. That could be interesting. Like well, they just do Andromeda again. Well, it could. <laughs> it good. Could, in theory, if you jump, say, if, after everyone gets stranded around the galaxy, when the the gates go down, it would mean that there'll be loads of mixed kind of race populations with obviously all the various different aliens living together. So if you've got a new society that kind of came out of that, with all of those then becoming their own sort of sovereign nations. And slowly developing new like empires throughout the Milky Way. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'd go with it. But I don't work for Bioware, so it'll probably be an online share world shooter. But do you work for EA? No. I thought that was. Are you accused me of being a shill. Is it because no. you saw I downloaded FIFA off of EA Play earlier? Nah, that's just because you're a football <laughs> shill, not an EA shill. <laughs> I'm not even that much of a football shill. <laughs> I haven't played a FIFA game in a while, and now I can play them for tech kind of free. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, like I say, Xbox. I'm more than happy so far. No, no major issues. Uh, like Are you missing having a next gen release? No, you know, like I know there are a push, a couple that you could like Yakuza, you could say. But you know, like an actual like proper yeah, yeah. like a. No, I'm happy. It just upgrades games that already exist to make them look next gen. Yeah, I guess that's a nice. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, because I mean, like I say, I've gone back and I played Gears of War with the new patch, and mate, I wasn't prepared for how much it was going to improve it and how much better it was going to look. It's, it's a yeah. good looking game as well. It was a great looking game on the One X, and I mean, but now with like the enhanced textures and obviously some extra lighting effects and stuff put on, mate, it, just, it looks phenomenal. Mm. Like, and if games can look that good this gen and run at sixty like that does, then yeah, I'm happy. Do you know what Ge- Gears has got some kind of black magic because I can run that at four K. There's not a lot I can. Yeah, but yeah, it, some kind of black magic has been has been poured into the development. Well, on the Xbox, you could at least put it down to being developed by an internal team who have you know have access to Microsoft. But for the PC, to manage they're not it, developing for my myriad weird bits and pieces I've got. Yeah, exactly. In box. The fact that it's so well optimized and on PC as well, really well optimized. Mm. Oh, in fact, do you know what? All of Microsoft's games are are. That they're well, they've really, really well embraced the old PC gaming market again, haven't they? In the last Forza, couple of years, the last two, Seven and Horizon Four, are just a dream to run on PC. Crazy, yeah. yeah. Um, Halo, Halo's another one. I know they're not the most demanding games, but I don't think they're a slouch either, especially if you're playing them in 4K. I think and... they're very CPU heavy because of the enemy AI, aren't they? Halo. No idea. 
Not sure which way one or the other. Yeah. But how's your how are you getting on with Yakuza? I am absolutely loving Yakuza. <laughs> so, um, I've twenty hours in now. Yeah. Uh, fifth chapter, I believe. And yeah, I just it's great. I wasn't prepared for how much they've committed to the JRPG. Yeah. Sort of feel of it. It's. I do. I am a little bit tempted to play it, but you might as well wait for the March. March it comes out on PS Five, right? Maybe. Yeah. You might even get extra enhancements over the Xbox One. It, Xbox Series X version. <laughs> that's at least that's two different Xboxes and at least four different PlayStations I've named now in this podcast. I'm not even sure if I need it on next gen. Is it something I could probably just get away with playing on the current? No, oh, actually, you could just get it on. It came out on PC, didn't it? PC or yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you've got the PC version, I'm sure that would be up to spec with the Maybe. Xbox Series X version, if not better. Could just get a last gen console one a few weeks down. Yeah, I'll just, wait, I'll just get it get it cheap on cheap. PlayStation Five for uh, PlayStation Four after Christmas. Well, <laughs> 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 right, when we finish this podcast, I'm going to record myself saying like, you know, each PlayStation you could just dub in the correct one when you edit this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. I'm going to record my self oh. saying something completely can you, wrong. Can you do it using like Microsoft Sam voice? So, sure. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the version of PlayStation Five. <laughs> The time, um, the time sponsored by Accurist Voice. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's they've really committed to the whole JRPG feel of it. Obviously, it's not just the turn-based battles, but it's the fact that the guy, the main character, actually kind of trips out when you have fights and sees the enemies turning into kind of crazy characters. Not complete fantasy characters, but sort of fantasy uh, uh, enemies, sort of like they're still human. <laughs> um, obviously you've got the team the party um, this time so you've actually got like four people running around is that got, fixed? what the party mm. I believe you can get you get more characters later on okay. and you can switch them in and out but yeah then obviously all of those characters have got like personal missions for them and bonds that you can raise up which unlock more skills in battle just got the job system so you can obviously equip them all with different jobs and le- obviously learn different skills from them yeah, what else are they going there? It's quite jarpy. Obviously, you've got level-gated sort of areas around the city. So the city feels bigger than it used to, but there's some areas, even now, the enemy mobs are a little bit too much lag for me to go into. Okay. So, yeah, so I've had to go to that area a couple of times to kind of do sub-quests and get to resources and that. Like, Oh, obviously, yeah, you can grow grow vegetables around the city now. As Good. Well. Yeah. That's like, all I want. Gorilla grow, <laughs> gorilla grow fruit and vegetables, and then you take them to this guy, and he makes you meals. Like, uh, Obviously, food works as healing in that uh, series, doesn't it? Okay. So, yeah, you can make your own food with that. You can also grow flowers, apparently, and get him to make you bouquets. You can give to love interests, which is another new thing. Okay. I'm not sure where. I've not met any yet, unless the woman <laughs> in your team is one of them. But I'm assuming she probably will be. It's normally, so, normally, it's one of the hostesses at the hostess bar. She, no, I think it's slightly better treatment of women in this one because there's actually one on, in your party. Okay. Like, Is there a hostess bar, though? Oh, there's, yeah, there's definitely Ooh. hostess bars. I thought, thought we were going to have a problem there. You're not going to not have hostess bars. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of country do you think this is? <laughs> like, Britain? <laughs> <laughs> what about the story? Uh, so far, because I'm only on chapter five, the story is very slow burn, yeah. as it always is in the yeah, Yakuza game, really. And this one really takes a long time to get going. Mm. I mean, it was a good ten hours before it really got into having a proper free open world you could roam around. The one that was more story based, um, that was the only one that had a, that was like a smaller world and like more story. I can't remember what it was called. Judgment. Uh, yeah, I think I just remember. Judgment set in a normal Kamaduro world, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's like. But it's that's more a detective game, right? <clears throat> yeah. I believe so. It's less based, less around the, based around the fighting and brawling. What else have you um, pried? 
Uh, like I say, I applied gears with um, the yeah the patch on, and I yeah like I say, shockingly enhanced. Like, I'm really really surprised by that. Um, and a couple of weird out of blue ones because they're now popped up on gay parties. Celeste. Yeah. I'm playing through again. I do. I tried a bit about. I it. I tried a bit. But I was saying, which this is actually the second time I played it. Uh, I never completed the first time, but I bought it on my Switch before when it was on sale. Oh, it seems like a good fit for Switch. You think, but it's so hard to play on those little fiddly Joy Cons. Oh, fair enough. That's what I thought. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be a fun game to play. Hurt, play handheld, and then yes. now I'm playing it on the new Xbox with that awesome new D-pad that it's got on the pad. It's like, no, this is so much easier. It was like screens that took me forever on the uh, Switch. I'm just zooming through now. <laughs> Not, not to say I'm not still finding it hard, but that is like the idea of that game. And like we were saying earlier, it seems like it's my, that's my kind of hard, whereas yours is more Soulsborne type stuff, right? Yeah. Mm. This is one of those like like Super Meat Boy saying, it's like, here's a, here's a screen, get to the other side. You'll probably die like 20 times, but it's instant restart. So yeah, yeah. Again, again, again. Ah, done it. Yeah, I, I, I like that kind of game, which is also kind of, I think, why I had so much fun with Tony Hawk's earlier this year, because that's kind of like that, isn't it? I don't, um, I don't dislike games like that. I just, I've got some weird habits when it comes with games. Like if there's a collectible on the screen, it's really hard to move on without getting it. Yeah, no, I've given up trying to get the strawberries on all the levels on uh, Celeste. I mean, it even comes up and says in one of the loading tips, it says, "Don't worry about getting strawberries; they're just for bragging rights anyway." So I was like, "Yeah." Oh, I'm... really? Why didn't it say that to me? I'm like, "Here's <laughs> loading screen." Like, I was suffering and I needed that. It's all about a good loading screen tip, which again, that that we're not going to have them yeah. anymore. Well, it's well, good they'll, they'll have to put them in, but they won't be loading screens. They'll you don't want have enough time to read them. <laughs> be like a tip screen. Some of the ones in Tony Hawk's were crazy. The longer you played the game, the more and more mad um, like loading screen tips would come up. And one of them is, oh yeah, you've been in a coma for twenty years, and uh, we we try to get through to you. We don't know whether this will help. <laughs> it's like life on Mars. Yeah, it's mental. That's, um, but yeah, so I've been playing Celeste. So like, again, it's not a new game, but it just came on Game Pass, so I thought I'd give it another go. And yeah, I, I, as I can say, really from my review of Celeste, this is it's better with an Xbox pad than a Wii uh, Joy-Con. <laughs> like you know, it's a, that's a Game Pass as well, isn't it? It is on Game Pass, yeah. And also, uh, Burnout Paradise Remastered. Yeah, which, Burnout Paradise. Yeah, I, which is weird because I did not like Burnout Paradise when it first Nor came did out. I. No. I mean, I love Burnout 1 through 4. Was it before that? 3. You had Burnout 1, 2, 3 was Takedown, right? I thought 2 was Takedown. What one's Revenge? Revenge is 4th, I think. Is it? And then was there a 5th one? So there was another stopgap there before... No idea. Pass. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I know there was handheld ones on the, like, the DS and the PSP as well. But, um, yeah, and then Remastered come out. Back in the day, I just I couldn't get into it back on the Xbox 360 at all. Yeah, make your own route. Yeah, you know, a racing I game. And I'm still not. I still don't particularly like the racing. However, it is fun to zoom around the city and try and find all the collectibles and the billboards and, like, and the shortcuts and that. And yeah, and obviously the the, um, the takedown roads, the road rages, and the stunt uh, stunt roads are fun. Does it's it have a crash mode? Ah, oh, the crash mode's weird in that you have to like jackknife in a street, didn't you? And then you get each street's got its own crash total. Whereas the guys, some of the guys from Criterion, went on to make that uh, danger zone. Is it? Yeah. Which is just crash modes. Mm. Yeah. And Dangerous Golf, which is great. Mm. <laughs> I love that game. I wonder oh, they should make a sequel to that from these, these new consoles with all that extra power to play with. Because some of those levels, once you started smashing everything up and there were particle effects right everywhere, it just tanked the frame rate on the uh, PlayStation 4. Yeah. So if there's any takeaway from that, it's that you should play Dangerous Golf. <laughs> it's a very underrated game that I don't see enough people talking about. 
But um, and yeah, that's been pretty much it for me this week. Turns of games, uh, yeah. So. Well, I got a couple. I got a couple. I've been playing. One of them's one of them. One of them. One of them won't take me long. So I'll talk about that. Uh, everyone's going on about Proteus. You heard about Proteus? I see. I hadn't heard it at all until you mentioned I it. A lot so. of people talking about Proteus at the moment. And to, you say I, that. But. A lot. We obviously run in different circles. We do, I yeah. think. As far, as far as like gaming stuff, I think with stuff like because there's a lot of people who almost exclusively like their thing is old school first person shooters. Yeah, I've... and those people have been served really well in the last few years. With there has games. been a kind of renaissance, right? Of, uh... But they're all of the ones in, that I've played. I've made a, li- a, a couple. I think there's four that I played, and they're all they're all just really really good. And medieval, dusk, um, Project Warlock, which is my personal favourite of the lot, and now Proteus. All four of them are brilliant shooters. Proteus is more um, classic Doom. Okay. Like classic Doom. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm trying to, trying to describe it because the new Doom games, like Doom Eternal on the 2016 one, they are like old Doom, but this is way more old Doom than those. Yeah. And those are still like... So that gives you an idea of just how much it's trying to ape the original Doom with... Some quality of life improvements and like great sprite work and blood. There's okay. so much blood, <laughs> and it it looks and it goes all over the gun and the looks great with the pixel art and the shooting just feels really good. It's just one of these games where my biggest drawback of the later Doom games is when you get into the like searching through the levels for all the collectibles and you've got like the skill points and stuff, which are great. I like it. Sometimes I just kind of want to shoot stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. Proteus is like that. It's got a almost Super Mario-esque overworld. You do this level, you move along a line, do so. There might be a way to go up here, but then you move along and do that level, and you just shoot stuff. Okay, that's, that's cool. And you go from start to finish. Hmm. And it feels amazing. And it will run on anything. It's got, like, two graphics options. <laughs> yeah. You can change the resolution and a couple of other bits and pieces, but there really is no big suite of graphics options because it will probably run on anything. Old sprite work. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it sounds like uh, worth like looking into because I mean I didn't realize how many of these kind of games were coming out. I remember obviously seeing uh, is it Ion Fury? Ion Fury is one of the ones I haven't actually played yet. Yeah, no, I've not played it because that's 3D Realms, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not technically it's published by 3D Realms, but developed by someone else, I believe. I think so. It's featuring yeah. the the character from that Bombshell game, who was technically originally the the co-op character from Duke Nukem, I believe, yeah. 3D. Yeah. But um yeah, that's one I haven't really I've read a bit that that one's a bit because they've tried to make levels like real like urban environments. Yeah, they're very big levels. Big, yeah. big open levels and you, you kinda need covering games like that. Circle striping about Project Warlocks. I'm not sure I need to play more Proteus. Proteus feels simple things. When you hit an enemy they flash red to let you know that bullet hit them. Okay. It doesn't sound like a lot, but it gives you real feedback because yeah, you're hitting yeah. people. Headshots make I mean are a big thing as well, and mouse and keyboard, 120 frames a second. Oh, <laughs> it, oh it's lovely. Oh, rubbing it in with your 120 frames a second screen. Well, to move it into 144, to move it into yeah. the <laughs> into the into the it's other game. Price up new TVs. Oh, is it worth 900 pounds to get 120 frames a second in Halo? <laughs> 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 yeah. but, um, oh, I mean, yeah, I, did, I played a little bit of Halo with the uh, new Series X patch as well, uh, yeah. Master Chief Collection. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not that noticeable, but there's some nice little. The best one, I think, looks wise, is Halo Two Anniversary. 
Yeah, I did play a little bit of that, and Finale's it, does, the it best. does hold up really well. Because from three onwards, they start just their their original ones just upscaled. Yeah, one and one is is it is redone, but basically, yeah. Uh, what Proteus is like the opposite kind of game to what else I've been playing a lot recently, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which has no. Oh, I thought respect, you were going to say Hello Kitty Island Adventure. Which, uh, Hello Kitty Island Adventure. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla is excellent, but also say it like a Viking. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is excellent. Excellent. It's excellent. It's yeah. worthy of the halls of Odin. I'm satisfied. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad. But um, it's the. That's like like a Japanese man. Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. I don't want to. I don't want to get arrested. <laughs> what by the internet police? Yes. You laugh. They will be a thing. I mean, uh, technically, the internet police already exist. It'd be like the cybercrime. It's just kind of like normal police that do that yeah. <laughs> thing, right? But, um, yeah, it's really good. Also has no respect for my time or what I do during the game and, and how I spend my time doing it. It's, you know, it's nice to just... I, I'm I'm really torn on Assassin's Creed because I am like 40-odd hours into it at this point. It keeps introducing these amazing new environments. I don't mean like on the map another place. I mean another map, like a, a so in one case another realm. It's awesome and like breathtaking. It's just so long. Yeah, I'd, it's, that, yeah, that was my problem with Odyssey. Is that once I was like you know gone forty hours into it and it still didn't seem like there was any end in sight. I just gave up. Well, I'm, I still don't feel like giving up because <clears throat> it's for me for the the story in it is still the best for a while. The main character is the best for a long while. Okay. Um, it looks amazing. The gameplay's fine. It's where it drops more than any other. Some player. of the screenshots you've sent me look amazing. Oh, they it looks so it look good. Look really good. Like. <laughs> it looks so good. And this is one of those games I was talking to you about earlier. I'm happy to jump it back to 30 frames a second sometimes because when you're going from place that it's not like Odyssey, it's not like a big ocean with your ship. Yeah. You use your ship to traverse the rivers of England, really. You don't even have any naval combat, which I'm fine with. There's plenty of other stuff. But um, when you're going from point to point in ship, you can hold the start button and go into like um cinematic view okay. the where your guys are singing and you hear them singing and the camera's swooping around and crap, That's man. That's just... cool because I did like that in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 when you're like riding out to a mission exactly with the posse the putting it in cinematic view and letting them yep. automatically run there and just kind of enjoying the scenery. Yep. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I know a lot of people moaned about that saying that, you know, a lot of the game was just riding around and, you know, like not well, doing... it's not for them people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, yeah. How, how many Western films have you watched? Yeah. Like, like, you've got to have an awesome vista and scenery and people ride around on horses. Like, <laughs> what was it? Who was it that put up that tweet the other day that said, um, video games are art, changed my mind? Oh, uh, was that uh, Xbox? Yeah. yeah. Why am I changing your mind? I don't know. You're <laughs> the one that is that, that stop, by stop, default. Stop getting dragged into their marketing. Okay. <laughs> all they want you to do is interact with them yeah yeah <laughs> you fed into their trap the, the point I'm making is stuff like that like those bits of Red Dead add to it feeling like an artful project yeah yeah so I know a lot of people claim that there was a lot of feature creep and stuff on Red Dead which there probably was I mean yeah, obviously I, there was I don't know if I even noticed the horse testicle thing no neither did I <laughs> and it is it is a little bit bloated but it's not got anything on Assassin's Creed. But at least it was a vision. Someone yeah. had a vision and they set out making it. And that's probably the last time we'll see that from Rockstar because that person's now left. I got to London. Or oh, L- what? London. Londinium? No, London. Londinium's a separate place. Londinium's what the Vikings called it, right? I think they call it. It's called London. This town I call Londinium. I remember him saying that's what it reminds <laughs> me of, is that all the time. It hasn't changed. It looks almost exactly the same. Walk down the road, uh, 
across the river and there were two people having a fist fight yeah. just in the middle of the road, just like real London. You could just jump onto Watch Dogs 3 and it'd look <laughs> you wouldn't look any different. Like. <laughs> That's tiny. It's the, there is no... Uh, oh, there is. There is one big, big place in Assassin's Creed, but it's not on Earth. Not on Earth? No. Okay. But... um. Yeah, it still looks great. I like the character. I like all the supporting characters. They're all really good. And I like the fact that once you've done their side mission, you can then recruit them to come along your ship with you. And okay, they start raiding. Cool. I found a guy called Bjorn, who was like this legendary warrior who always fights with a white bear. And I found him, and he's like seven foot tall, giant of a man with a pet bear. He now, <laughs> he now hangs out on my boat with me Ruby's when we bear. raid. I, the bear doesn't seem to come along with him. Oh, that's a shame. The bear doesn't seem to come along with him. And I haven't seen the bear. I wonder what do they, they do. They sing shanties when you're in the boat. Yes, that's cool. Yep. Can you understand shanties. the shanties? He, uh, I can't really think actually. I think there might be. Think, you, you, you got sea shanties in Odyssey, but they're all in like Latin. Yeah, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's the same thing. But they're pleasing to the ear. But what you can also do is toggle between songs and stories. Oh, okay. And if the story's cool. a guy, we'll sit at the front and tell these big out, outlandish stories. A saga. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Really... I, said, got... I love all these little features and stuff they put in. The it is absolutely games, but... chock full of detail. Yeah. And it's so well, more than any other one, because especially with Odyssey, it got to the point where it felt a little bit just like a big, uh, like, this is a sandbox game. Mm. This is a village. There's like a guy to talk to for a quest and stuff. This game feels a lot more... Like made. In fact, the, the best bit I, the best bit of Odyssey of what I played was I can't remember the names of them, but they were like two islands right next to one another, and they, they had their own little like mini plot line going on with like the uh, like the rulers of each island kind of fighting each other, mm-hmm. and one of them was obviously being backed by the uh, the invading forces and stuff. That bit was great because it was a nice small kind of curated area. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it was kind of a nice little story that you know you didn't have to travel miles and you know grind to get to. But I know what you mean about it. yeah, it just kind of felt just like an open sandboxy game. This one feels more like a an actual world, and like I like I said, it, it keeps introducing all these crazy new places. Sometimes different characters you control. Okay. Like, wholly other. Players. How's the how's the modern sections? I've had it happen once. Okay. In and 40 was, hours. Yep. That's all right. And yeah. it was small. Do you, do you actually have to control anyone in I the future? To, or I had just to walk a... around the cabin and I could kind of do the art. There was things on around the room I could interact with. There was that laptop. I saw you could listen to a few interviews oh, and yes, stuff. Oh, that's, yes. Yeah. That's, that's the only time I've had that. Happen. Oh, just as a disclaimer, as I was saying to Ben earlier, a few weeks ago we tried to put the Assassin's Creed timeline to an order, but we got two games mixed up. Apparently, Odyssey comes before Origins. Origins has got a stupid name then. Yeah, you figure that out for yourself. But that, that, <laughs> that's what the timeline video I watched on YouTube told me. So it could be that whoever's YouTube video I watched was wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, if you cut some stuff out... If you made the world a bit smaller and everything just a bit more focused, it'd be re- it'd, it'd be such a great game, mm. and it would top off this new trilogy. And it kind of probably still will, but only because it's better well, than the other. Similar two. to my feelings on Odyssey, really. Yeah, yeah. it's better. Yeah. It's better do, than do Odyssey, you, I think. I guess. What do you reckon now? Then do you reckon now? I mean, obviously you haven't finished yet, so it's gonna be hard. Do you reckon now continue in this vein, or do you reckon now reboot the series again? They'll probably. They'll probably call it this a trilogy and do another one after. Maybe you might have a year of no Assassin's Creed. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like I say, just make it a bit smaller. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be as. I'm not. I I don't judge my games based on minute I'm playing it. Yeah, but the problem is they do, don't they? It's all about how how much time you spend interacting with their product. That's a. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
That's play Mass it. Effect takes me 30 hours and I can't wait for the one after. Yeah. Play Odyssey, I play it for 40 hours and, and I can't wait finish. for it yeah. to end. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know what's, what's better in the long run, really. Mm. I guess, I don't know. Maybe we're a, we play a lot of games, so maybe we are different. I've got to point out as well, part of it is my own fault because you know, you know what I'm like and there's a lot of stuff to get. Well, I'm that, we were saying that earlier because I'm similar with Yakuza when someone said oh you know up, up until this point you like you know you don't have a lot of money I'm like hang on I'm on that chapter and I've got like you know I've already upgraded the crafting workshop once I've got 200 grand in the bank you know it's like I've, I've leveled up my equipment I've bought new gear it's like what are you, how are you playing it I'm like well I've done compl- almost completing this yeah. you know it's like I yeah, won't go same. do the next story mission until I've done every subquest that's available at that time like, the know. thing is with Assassin's Creed is like I said there are two different coloured points on the map and the, the you don't know whether it's going to be like a, a side mission or like an extra thing to find or if it's the other colour you don't know if it's going to be some essential wealth that you need to upgrade or like a new weapon or something you don't know yeah I'm enjoying it though and I'll probably persevere to the end because I actually want to know what happens yeah they're weaving it really well narratively with the different characters and stuff I want to see but yeah too long man mm. it's too big <laughs> if I had to condense the review down to like a handful of words it would be it's good but too big yeah, I mean, I've always found the kind of when people are arguing, saying, "Oh, you know, we need shorter games," and that I was kind of, like, "Oh, yeah, it's easy to say that when you're like a game journalist or saying you're playing loads of games all the time." But yeah, I do think that game uh, Ubisoft games, especially, suffer from that problem of being too big. But right now, I've got the luxury of being able to put a lot of time into into games for so we can talk about it. Yeah. If I wasn't, mate, I'd never get around to finishing something like Assassin's mm. Creed. I'm not. I don't feel like I'm near the end. I've probably got another at least 10 hours to go, at least. Yeah. You imagine if you get like three or four hours a week to play games. Yeah, it's mental how long that would take you to get through. It's madness. And I think you don't have to, you don't do something drastic. Don't make it 20 hours long. Just, you know, 30 or 40. Or just, old, just make old, it until it's finished. The older Assassin's Creed games seem to have a decent time. Yeah, they did. Time. I mean, the but Etio. there was a lot less to do in those games. Yeah, the Ezio trilogy, I think, I don't remember any of them out of staying there. Welcome. The third one. One was actually quite short, if I remember right. Because there wasn't much to do in the first one, was there? Apart no. from your 12 contracts and your uh, finding some flags on the rooftops. There were little extra assassinate, assassination contracts as well. Yeah. But only like a handful. I mean, that's, that's before they gave up on the idea of the assassins actually being assassins, right? And this whole, all this weird, you know, future past God and Templar and you know, stuff. <laughs> future past God. Yeah. I t- yeah. I haven't heard hide or hair of them. That's probably... Oh, I have. I have heard. I haven't seen. Oh, you didn't see any of them in Odyssey as far as I went. You found one of their, like, uh, facilities where you went to upgrade your spear, right? Yeah. you don't have anything in this as far as I know that's that kind of thing but then like the Acer are an actual are, are in it so I don't know how they connect to the future past gods the, that is the Acer aren't they no the Acer is in like uh, the Norse gods oh okay yeah that's weird yeah so yeah. I don't know how they connect yeah different level of god maybe mm. yeah because I thought they were they were all named after gods weren't they the whoever they were, the forerunner species, race, future past gods. I remember Minerva. Minerva, Juno. Juno, yeah. yeah. Um, They're Roman gods, are they not? Uh, but I mean, aren't Roman and Greek gods are the same names. things, essentially, right? Uh, got different names, though. Yeah, right? obviously the Greek ones are named after planets. No, Roman ones are named after planets, right? Uh, planets were named after them. Yeah, well, yeah, vice versa, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's good. It's good. Um, I'll carry on. Too long. Whatever. Yeah. 
I'm a, I'm <laughs> looks pretty... amazing. That's probably a big reason why I'm still playing it. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's... And it's an intriguing narrative, but it's wearing me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, uh, gaming is wearing you out. Have you uh, turned your mind to anything more passive entertainment-wise this week? Do you know what? I've, uh, I've not had as much time this week to do things as much as I would. There was a film I would have liked to have watched. Mm-hmm. A couple of other bits, but yes, I did watch what you did watch as well. We watched um, the man. Looking at my internet history. Uh, <laughs> shocked face. Yeah. yeah, man, it's this. It's soft stuff. Mm. That's soft stuff. You want to see mine? <laughs> it put yours to shame. So yes, yeah, so I was here. We we're talking about the uh, the Mandalorian. Yes, and the uh, the controversy over the armor and uh, the the comparison between it and Star Trek. Oh, we'll get into that. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> we'll I mean, yeah. So I'll start with my my, uh, my comparison for the yes. week. I'd say they're probably about equal this week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek. Oh, was okay. I mean, it, it felt like an okay Star Trek episode again. What numbered one is it? In the series? Uh, the fifth episode. So it's like middle. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure how many episodes they're making this season. The last two were like 14 episodes, so I'm not sure this is only 10. Okay. Because Picard and Lower Decks, they only had 10 episodes. Okay. So, um, But yeah, it's it wasn't an amazing episode. It felt like an average TNG episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I did like the seeing some new Federation stuff, some new ships, you know, what the Federation looks like in the 32nd century. It was interesting, but it wasn't amazing. No. Yeah, so I won't I won't bore you with it for too long. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm I'm happy to hear what you think. Yeah, was well, it like um, was it like one of the sort of story of the week type ones that doesn't really have an effect on the overarching narrative? Or no, it was actually quite well done in having both. It kind of fed into the ongoing arc of the series quite well, while also finding stuff for all the characters to do, and even giving some side characters a bit more kind of uh, personality. Okay. Which is something that's been desperately needed in that show for the last two years. Hmm. Or whatever it's been. But not bad. No, it wasn't. It, no, this season hasn't got anywhere near as bad as some of the last two seasons have so far. But there's still time. That's good, though. Yeah, it's it, still is, into it. it is. But there's still time for them to mess it up. And it's Kurtzman, so, you know. You mean it's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Terrible's going to happen. <laughs> If there's something good, it's an accident. Yeah, even if it's great up to the, like, the ninth episode, <laughs> I fully expect the series finale to just be Kurtzman sticking two fingers up at me going... Whether it be, yeah. Yeah, for 45 minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, that's it. Just That's all the sod screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in The Mandalorian, though, which we both watched and we can probably get, uh, talk about a bit more. Yeah. Uh, I quite enjoyed this week's episode. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm being biased with The Mandalorian. I don't think it's done anything at all during either of its first two series that I don't like. I think it's really good. Again, mm. another good episode. Yeah. I've Extended pre- the overall, like you said, bit of world building. I like it. I definitely preferred this one to the Ice Cave episode last week. Different. Mm. But I think it makes or breaks it on your dr- episode duration. Even though this one was only five this minutes. This was only about 35 minutes again, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sure. it felt like a lot happened in those 35 minutes. It felt yeah, dense. A lot it feels really dense. Yeah. Whereas last week didn't. Last week felt a bit... Last week was like the definition of a side adventure. Yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was great. I liked the whole the planet, the port planet they went to. Yeah, it was cool. It, mm. uh, the fact it was all populated by the squid people and the fish people. Fish Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari. Yeah. Who mugged him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give you a thousand credits. How much even is that? I don't know. Because if we're it's... talking about Knights of the Old Republic... That would get me a pretty good gun. 
Is it and is there a different exchange rate in the former canon and the new canon? Because I'm tired of reading Star Wars stuff and then like suddenly being told, oh no, that's not that's not canon anymore. It's like I read a 15 part comic series about the dawn of the Jedi. I was like, that's really cool. And then someone's like, like, no, it's not canon anymore because of all that stuff that J.J. Abrams did with Planet Island in uh, no, not I, not J.J. Abrams, the other one, the other useless director, um, Rian Johnson. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 all that stuff he did with the like, Arc Two, is it the planet that Luke was on? Yeah, yeah. That's now, that's now the, the Jedi planet and all this stuff out the Dawn of the Jedi series, which was really cool. Like, it's apparently now not in canon. So, it's like, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just not paying attention to Disney stuff anymore. The Mandalorian's taking place yeah, in, that's the, fine. I'm, I'm fine in, in the old extended the universe, in my mind. Um, I, um, I like the big the walking crane thing. Oh, that look like an attack. That's the first time that there's a giant walking robot where it makes sense that it's got big legs instead of like anything else yeah like tracks you can just push that. it yeah. over or i don't know tie a string around it <laughs> but yeah I like, I like that it's cool it makes sense in the in the ocean walking about i did love as well is for all the great cg and backdrops and stuff i had this episode when they got to the end and the frog people's baby was in that bowl it was literally just a model on the end of a stick <laughs> yeah it's cool i kind of like the whole frog people thing as well it was yeah nice. it's, well i noticed that, that, nice. how about that scene where there was a couple of scenes that were literally just like them and baby yoda it's like nothing but like yeah. uh, animatronic characters on screen it was yeah, still great music and nice visuals yeah. <laughs> they're cool maybe we'll break away from the Mandalorian and just follow them two in there <laughs> ro- frog- come on Disney frog people spin off <laughs> they've probably got a name that we're not using I'm not yeah I don't know whether they're uh, existing canon or new creations or what Look. Uh, I feel like Star Wars is one of those ones where you can just like hit randomizer on spore yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. You can just oh, use it's a glad of flocking. Yeah, oh, look, <laughs> Actually, no, no, that was a bit more Rick and Morty, really, weren't it? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> say some random sounds. Like... Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this thing's got like nine arms coming out of its head or something. That's fine. It's Star Wars, man. <laughs> What's this? A giant? What looks like an ant playing poker? It's fine. It's Star Wars. That man. was the, the first like um, insectoid species we've really seen in Star Wars that I can immediately call to mind yeah because I can't think of any others that were like explicitly that that insectoid looking yeah Mm. cool though yeah it was cool very insectoid just like a giant ant yeah or mantis (laughs) and I'm I'm not sure if it's CG or or, um, animatronics either Uh, we I think oh uh, as well Katie Sackhoff's character is a thing. Oh yeah, this is. I I, I didn't get as excited as obviously a lot of Neither people did, did because I, she that was her reprising her role from Rebels, Rebels Clone and Wars. Clone Wars. Okay, which I believe nice. she was in both, right? Yeah. I've, yeah. Neither of us have really watched much of them. No, I've not seen any of them. Like, I should probably go and watch them because they're one of the few things. I that... liked her in it. I kind of get the impression that they're going to push the the main character to be to maybe far further away from his creed. Yeah, I mean, like... I don't know all about this whole d- different sex of Mandalorians and neither stuff. Neither did he. Yeah, neither which did is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like a. But he's is he a, he's Mandalorians? Are they a race or are they just people to get recruited into this like mercenary uh, I, cult? I don't. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I thought that before this TV series, it was what you were if you were from that planet. You're a Mandalorian. Yeah, but obviously but, he was rescued as a kid, right, from somewhere else. And well, that was the whole bit of like the end of the last series, wasn't it? Where yeah. he was like, no, it's not. A, it's it's a creed. Anyone can be a Mandalorian. But obviously it seems that... Those are three are actually Mandalorians. from Mandalore. Yeah, because she's yeah. like the heiress to Mandalore. Right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. And obviously it sounds like the planet may not have actually been raised by the Empire. Maybe that was like a rumour or something. What, wasn't it such a Mandalore in Knights of the Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic 2? Uh, you had uh, only to the extent where you had like a couple of characters, Mandalorians in it. Okay. You had like Bendak Starkiller, who was like the final person in the arena to kill. 
Right, you right. had Candorous. The party member was a Mandalorian. Oh, Candorous Odo, was it? Yeah, but he yeah. never wore his armour. He just had the big okay. chain gun, remember? Yeah. Grey head. The, you know the, the species in that, the Rakata, is it? You go to their planet at the end. The ones that made the Starforge. Oh, vaguely. They've got like big long heads and eyes sticking out the side. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. They, oh, well. they were actually involved in the Dawn of the Jedi series because they used to have like a big galaxy spanning empire and like uh, they would, came into conflict with the Jedi. Um, like the early Jedi on the, who were like limited to one star system and one planet that was particularly like false uh, in, endowed, I mm. guess. I quite like how we, we know that when he sees someone take their helmet off, like we know enough now about him and about how his creed works that he doesn't have to say anything, and he doesn't. Like we know that he he's now thinking, ah, oh, these guys, yeah, what's, not real. what's this all about? What's this? Yeah. <laughs> what are you taking your helmet off? I, he does, I can't even see his face, but I know what it's doing. <laughs> that's the mark I think of a good, a well-written show. Yeah, so, especially um, with a character that's got his face covered up. Pretty good going. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting to. See Katie Sackle because I haven't seen her in anything since um, Battlestar. Right? She's in that. Riddick. Was she in Riddick? I forgot about that. She was in Riddick. She's in that. Um, is it Another Life or something on Netflix? Okay. Meant to be tro- meant to be awful. I think she's probably been in lots of American TV shows. Yeah, or Canadian. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think she's one of these people that's a lot. She's all. Yeah. She's always. I didn't know she was doing voice acting either, so she's probably done a lot of stuff like that that I've I've missed. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. the. Uh, we got we got um, an Ahsoka name drop. I understood that one. That's the, the orange Jedi woman, right? The, the main the sort of main the, character from uh, the Clone Wars the, animated series. Is what's her name from Daredevil? He's going to be playing in. Yeah. Uh. Yes. The, Sorry. For, not, not, do you know not, what? I my, my my brain went to Jennifer Garner. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, oh, no, I'm talking it? about the the woman who played Rosario in, Dawson. That's it. Yeah, who yeah. played Night Nurse in the Netflix Marvel TV shows, but was never yeah. actually called Night Nurse. No. Right? But yeah, she's playing um, Ahsoka. Yeah. And he's, and he's now no longer canon to the MCU, but will now be canon to the Star Wars universe because <laughs> canon's weird and, you know... <laughs> I mean, I'm not that excited about... I know of it because I know the name. It'd be nice to see a Jedi, I guess, in the show. She'll be not a Jedi anymore. Well, she'll be in hiding, right? After... Oh, no, this is post-episode six, is it not? Yeah. So Jedis can be all woo we're Jedis again. Uh, I don't, don't think she is. Don't have to live in hiding. Because the uh, and I've seen. I assume she yeah, she would have been in hiding since the Clone Wars, right? Well, I only know this because I've seen a clip of it. There's a the very end of the Clone Wars TV series kind of covered that. She left a lightsaber. Darth Vader found it. Got a bit sad for a minute. Saw her running away. Let her let her go. In what? Sorry, the Clone Wars. Oh, okay. I've not. I, I've only seen that bit. Okay. The very All end right. of because yeah. I I'd heard it was quite a good ending. <laughs> I might, I might sit down and actually watch through it. Like, but I, the thing is, I, run, I know I it's a TV up. series, and I'm watching the very end of like a. Yeah. But I, I know enough about the whole set. What about Rebels? You seen any of that? No, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to watch Clone Wars. I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued because people seem to really like it, and you know. they would. They like yeah. Star Wars. I just, I just didn't really like the animation style. When no, I, I don't. Yeah. That's exactly where I fall. Well, as well. <laughs> Someone pointed out though is that if you look at um, like Obi Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars and um, Katie Sackhoff's character, is it Bo Katan? Yes. In uh, the Clone Wars, and then you look at Bo-Katan. what? <laughs> yeah, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a place in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you look at how much he aged between that and um, A New Hope. But then look at Katie Sackhoff doesn't seem to have aged a day between her character in The Clone Wars and this appearance. Maybe Mandalorians age different. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Star Wars. Star There's Wars. always an answer. Yeah. It doesn't need to be logical. Star no. Wars. Yep. Well, what's that all about? Force did it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why is that guy glowing? Because it looks cool. The force. The force. Yeah. The force is doing some stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I liked it. Did you see who directed it? Yeah, it was uh, Bruce Dallas Howard again. Yeah. Because right? they were saying the whole scene with um, the Razorback crashing into the planet was a tribute to her old man scene in Apollo 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Look, she kind of referenced that scene for... Them. I feel like she's only gets to do it because her dad got her a job. I think she's directed a couple of the best... I like this one and the one she did the first series where they defend that, that village. I just mean, generally speaking, as the offspring of someone famous and rich. <laughs> like you put her time in acting before that. Right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she put her time in acting before she moved into direction. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. She's still acting. I mean, she hasn't been. In yeah, bit. she's in the new Jurassic Park. Are they still doing new Jurassic? Yeah, Park? Okay. Dominion is coming out at some point. Really? Yeah. Okay, I've still not seen Fallen Kingdom. They teased Dominion hard at the end of Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I've stopped seeing Fallen Kingdom. It's really. I've well, only I seen. What's the first Jurassic? Well, they're the first new one. Yeah. Um, What's it just called? Jurassic Park. Jurassic yeah. World. Jurassic World, that's it, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. I no, found no, it, I it boring and forgettable. <laughs> Which is why uh, I'm... Fallen Kingdom I found boring, forgettable and also dumb. Really? Really I mean, dumb. the first one was dumb enough. Oh, it's bit with old Chris, Chris Pratt on the motorbike with the raptors. Yeah, well, you yeah. haven't seen Chris Pratt on the floor paralysed rolling away from a lava flow. <laughs> so... I kind of want to. It's literally, I'm talking about a volcanic eruption enough to entirely obliterate the island with the dinosaurs on it. Okay. And he's like been paralysed by something. He's like, sees it and it's coming towards him. Ugh! Tense music. Ugh! <laughs> Gotta get away. It's fine. It's fine because it's only moving just just the right speed so, so he can get away. Oh, I've got to see it at some point before the cancellation of Chris Pratt is complete and they, they erase all of his films off of the planet. Yeah, they'll never do that. Yeah. He's, he's got a cheeky smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he hasn't even made Guardians 3 yet. Apparently they've signed him on for Thor, Love and Thunder, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they have to put one of them in it to explain like, at least where, yeah, why where Thor are. is doing yeah. what he's doing, right? Who, who's directing that? Is it Watiti coming back for that? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. I think so. He's a global megastar now. He can do whatever. I've noticed that Jojo Rabbit popped up on now TV. I will actually. watch that. I need to get around to watching that, yeah. But I will, I'll watch your, um, that night. Yeah, watch 1917 first. first on... Yeah, that's on Amazon... Right. Do you remember how I used to? I used to watch like a film. It used to be multi- back in the day. Back in the day, it would be you telling me all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I watched this film last night. I watched that film last night. But at when you, three in when the morning. You, you to, when you used to share a flat, you used to have insomnia, and I'd see you just say, "What four films last night?" So it's running out of stuff on Netflix. <laughs> best one would be when like a show would come onto Netflix, and we'd like watch the first episode. Like, yeah, that was good. I'll watch the next one tomorrow, and then the next day, be like, yeah, I couldn't sleep, so I watched the whole web thing last night. <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> now I have a more a more human sleep schedule. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna be playing smashing my face against the PlayStation for a lot as well this week. But I will watch that nineteen seventeen. Yeah. There's lots of stuff. I need to catch up on the expanse. Yeah, because that's that's something in a few weeks, isn't it? You say New Mutants is coming out? I believe New Mutants is out. I need to I don't need to, but I will watch that. Oh, I will watch it at some point. I'm not paying money for it. Like, not like Mulan, you wouldn't pay twenty pounds on top of. I wouldn't have got to see Mulan anyway. Let's face it, I was never going to see Mulan. Ah, we didn't. We didn't even address the boob armor. Oh, the boob armor. Can we go back and address? What are you talking about? What I'm wearing right now? Yes. <laughs> no one can disprove <laughs> that. Got an hour and twenty minutes without addressing this. Look, listen. We thought about the best way of fixing it because everyone is upset about it apparently. So I thought the best thing to do was to get Mark armor with a boob shape in it so no woman wearing boob armour 
can feel. I don't think there were that many people that annoyed there about are, it. I think it was just Anthony. There are about four. It was like Anita Sarkeesian looking for attention again, right? Yeah, she got it. Mm. Getting it right now. The, the, the classic playbook is like, <laughs> throw out stupid comment about currently popular TV show or film, get a load of people <clears> tell <throat> you that that's a stupid comment, and then claim, oh, I'm being harassed. Oh. If one person agrees with the sentiment regarding that episode, mm. that's one too many people. Well, because more than one. The thing is, I can kind of it, it kind of makes sense when it's you know some kind of armor in certain like fantasy. Yeah, if shows I'm watching it. Xena, yeah, and she's yeah. got like a bikini on with two bits of metal over, yeah, her that red Sonya or something. Then you know, yeah, it's like, but that was literally all that was was slightly sloped out to give. It was utilitarian yeah. armor, yeah, made in a certain shape so as not to make the wearer uncomfortable. Do you want it to just be flat? Do you want them to be in perpetual discomfort yeah. to appease your weird Or views? maybe, maybe she's even more regressive than we think and she believes that only men should be fighting. In... And they have to wear boob armor. Those mad lawing women should be back at home making sandwiches and sewing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> Do you want mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I don't get it. It's like, yeah, no, it's dumb. Well, someone pointed out as well, it's like on, in sort of like armor for sword fighting, it's not a good idea to have that because if someone hits you with a sword, it pushes it down towards your sternum. But yeah, then, yeah. but this is a Star Wars universe. They're not sword fighting. It's no. to stop gunshots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? It, yeah, it's 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 dumb. It's so dumb. That, though, seeing those other Mandalorians with their obviously like customized armor with the different colors and helmets and that live service shared world shooter. With Mandalorians before they collapse, maybe, maybe yeah. just live shared well Star Wars, but maybe just Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah, just 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 to make Star Wars Galaxies again, again please. Yeah, yeah, but let be, cool. let's be Mandalorians. <laughs> well, so remember, remember, technically, EA are still running a Star Wars MMO, right? Uh, yeah, because the old Republic is still going still to going. some degree. It's got some defenders, I think. Oh, from what I understand, the defenders. Actual... It doesn't have to defend itself. That's out of order. Yeah. But it's got some uh, loyal fans. From what I understand, playing through the actual um, story mode for each different character class is quite fun. It's just then, obviously, like all MMOs, it's the horrible end game and grind. Yeah. That doesn't make me want to play it. Yeah. Have you seen... Do you remember the, the classic Mandalorian armour from um, that Bendak Starkiller War in Knights of Republic? Looked like a diving outfit. Like it had a, a hooded, more of like a hooded... A helmet with like a round face bit. I do, the, yeah, yeah, cross yeah bit. I do actually. Yeah. It looked cool, mm. very kind of classic, like a classic Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> not like not like none of this Boba Fett new wave rubbish. I was kind of sad actually. I was thinking because obviously there's that um, comic series I was reading, which is the Dawn of Jedi, which is like thirty five thousand years before A New Hope. Mm. Obviously, well before Knights of the Old Republic. But you've also got the Star Wars Legacy series, which uh, Dark Horse put out, which I need to get around to reading at some point. I need to read the Invasion series first, which is set during the Yuuzhan Vong invasion from the New Jedi Order books. The what invasion? The Yuuzhan Vong. Okay. Hmm. What's that? A ship? A planet? A race? They're like um, a false resistant race from outside of the galaxy that invade, and I think like everyone kind of has to team up to fight against them. Like the remnants of the Empire, the New Jedi Order. But that's the series that I believe Chewbacca got killed in. Ah. Oh. But in that universe, he was the only one who got killed, as opposed to the Prime Universe now, where everyone's been killed except Chewbacca and Just, Lando. Like, yeah. that's well, that's the thing, because in this Legacy series, obviously, it's all about 100 years down the line post-Return uh, of the Jedi, with obviously everyone's offspring, their next generations and that. But now Han Solo and Leia are dead, and their only son's dead. Hmm. Luke never met Mara Jade and had any kids. So Maybe he did. Rey's not actually related to him, even though she's nicked his name. <laughs> He's... Uh... 
Yeah, so there's not really any <laughs> legacy left. Let's in not. Don't worry about those films. Yeah. No one else is going to remember them. Yeah, there's li- they literally annihilated all legacy yeah. in those movies. I know that was all Ryan Johnson's whole thing. So, like, oh, anyone can have the force. So, like, well, then what's the point? <laughs> you know, if everyone's got the force, then no one's special, are they? You know, if you want, if you want, if you want to make a sci-fi about egalitarianism, go and do a Star Trek episode. You know, that's where that's where everyone's meant to be equal and egalitarian. In the Star Wars universe, we want specially chosen space wizards. But um, what do we think's gonna? Have we got any thoughts about where it's going? What the Mandalorian? Yeah, well, I don't really think we've seen enough of this series yet. Well, that was only the third episode, weren't it? Yeah. So, I it's, what eight episodes again? He's gonna he's gonna find Ahsoka. And I assume she's... he's going to find her as the when he's looking for the Jedi. Because who else would be about at the moment? He'd still like, Luke would be about, but he wouldn't have sort. He wouldn't have started his new school yet, right? Can't imagine they go. Yeah. See him. I don't think. I think they're doing it as much as they can to kind of not have any of these big tempo characters in well, it. Well, I mean, they're not going to. I can't afford them, and be a lot of them are dead. So that's not stopped yeah. them. Yeah, it is. that doesn't stop them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they've got computers now. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know how many Jedis would have been about because the Empire's just spent the last 30-odd years or whatever hunting them all down, right? So It's tough to know exactly how many Jedis even made it mm. out. Depending on what game you're playing, book you're reading, comic you're reading, it's probably different. Yeah, or whether it's expanded universe oh, or there are only a handful got out. Oh, but there's a, this group over here that ran their own comic run or something. Tim Fiolifant's character in the first episode was from a book as well, weren't Probably. He? Yeah, it's it from would uh, surprise Star Wars Aftermath, I believe it's called. We've had two Deadwood actors now in The Mandalorian. We no. him... We've had, um, I don't know his real name, but the guy that was the pilot in the ship in the most recent episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his character's name. Silas, something like that. He was in Bosch as well. My dad was watching it. He was like, oh, it's Bosch. So <laughs> like, what's Bosch? It's like, Bosch is a TV series. Like, Stop saying Bosch. It sounds weird. <laughs> and we're all saying Bosch. It sounds weird. Is that a show about a man who loves power drills? <laughs> uh, no, it's like... Um, yeah, I did... I don't really know where I think it's going. It's like I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen Jedi wise. Obviously that Aishka, whatever her name is gonna be in it, but I mean Aishka. this Aishka? Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Okay. But there's no yeah, there's not gonna be any formalised kind of like Jedi order or anything at that point. So I mean you've got the guy who's got a lightsaber sort of. Oh yeah. Oh. oh, she's looking for it, isn't she? Kate, um, Kate is that the dark character. saber then, the one that yeah. um Gideon's got? Yeah. Okay. And it, it features quite heavily in the Clone Wars. Yes, yeah. I've, I've read the Wikipedia article since. Oh, I haven't gone that far. Oh, yeah. No, I I've seen the clips on YouTube of like, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Palpatine using it against like Darth Maul and his. He had a. Oh, um, because he, he. Darth Maul unites. Savage that. something. He unites loads of criminal. Uh, Can't remember. There's another Maul. There's another spiky head guy in the Clone Wars. Trandorians, are they? There's yeah. the one in Knights of the Republic as well, isn't there? Yeah, is it the Shadow Pact? Or something. I'm not I believe. Too sure. It's like yeah, he he, he's, he goes and like unites a load of crime families and goes against the Sith, I believe, because that's why he then turns up in Solo. And we is the guy who's using it. We don't really know, do we? If he's force sensitive or anything, or if he just has it. What Darth Gideon? Hmm. Yeah, no, we don't really know anything about him. Darth do we? Gideon. Darth uh, Moff Gideon. So Moff Gideon. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that would imply he does. Yeah. No, Moff. Moff Gideon. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they're only Imperial remnants, though, right? He's only got a small kind of remnant forces left. Because seem pretty big. We've never really seen where he operates out of. No, because obviously, yeah, how, how many years after Return of the Jedi is Mandalorian set? I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know how much time there has been for things to develop. Because obviously they said on um, Tatooine, didn't they? Obviously the Empire pulled out and then everything went a bit potty. Hmm. So, 
There definitely seems to be quite a few of them milling around. Yeah. And at the yeah. very l- last episode of the first series. But when you think of the scale well, of the Star Wars universe and how big their kind of army must have been to enforce like that. So isn't of... this the point? Do you need an army when you've got lots of ships? And planet destroying weapons. Not really. Yeah. You just need people to use the ships. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. It is weird. <laughs> it's like a very 1970s way of thinking. We need a big standing army with, with physical armour on. Yeah. Well, I mean, who else was... Uh, I, I still don't know who was piloting and crewing all of those ships that Palpatine built on the weird hell oh, planet. Dude, that's... Oh. Yeah. What was that all about? Let's not start asking questions about The Last Jedi. Also, why is it with J.J. Abrams and having ships that are built for space travel take off... Atmosphere. ...from atmospheric... Yep. Like planet and be underneath dirt and or water, which would put even more pressure on them. But the fact that they make these, they're pretty. A lot of the Star Wars ships are pretty simply designed. Like you can see what they are from a silhouette. Yeah. I can see where the engine is, like a star destroyer. I can mm. see the engines at the back for propulsion in space. <laughs> yeah. Where's the vertical thruster to, to lift get it off up like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Star or Star Wars, I guess. Whatever. Force did it. it yep, yeah, the force did it. Got force drive that levitates off planet, and then the engines take over. <laughs> it's fine. Don't even worry about it. Uh, it looks silly though. But then I I thought the same thing when I'm watching Star Trek and the Enterprise is the atmosphere. It looks silly when it comes out of the water. The engines the look like the yeah. sort of thing that are designed to propel it with no weight and flying around. You'd think the nacelles would just snap off if it tried to come out from under the you ocean. You need real... Um, you, uh, I don't know. I'm not a physicist or anything. Physicist? Phys- what's... Is that the right word? Yes. Well, I don't know what what, what we try to get at because it's it's a word. Not but a whether, doctor. It, whether it's the right word. Physician. To... That's what I'm getting confused. <laughs> Not that one. The first one. Physicist. I, I, and I, but I, I know how much it takes to get a relatively small rocket off off a normal sized planet. Yeah. So you've got a star destroyer that kind of meekly floats up. I wonder how many tons they weigh. How many tons do you reckon a star destroyer weighs? Uh, hundreds of thousands. <laughs> just so you can get yeah, kind of put some scope in. Is a ton a proper uh, measurement of weight in mass? Actually, in the Star Wars universe. Oh, I'm sure it is. They've probably got some other ones as well. And there are different sizes of star destroyers as well. There are. are they? Oh yeah, because you've got imperial star, star destroyers and super star destroyers. And yeah, have you found me an answer yet? Uh, I've got the length. Oh, I bet you have. Lads on tour. Yeah, it's 1,600 uh, metres in length. Right. Uh, let's go to Wikipedia. <laughs> I just want to know how much it weighs. History, designs. Uh. I want to know how preposterous it is that it can right, I'm going, How much does a Star Destroyer weigh? I can't what? hear what she said. <laughs> That's because it's coming out of my other phone that's underneath there. Did she say 100 million kilograms? Oh, something like that. You know what? We'll, we'll figure it out for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not figuring it out. I'll look it up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have enough time to Yeah, no, I'm going to give you the length and the, uh, the courage and you have to work it out using maths. 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 Just one. No. Math. Yeah, just one math. I'm going to reach like, in my know, bag and pull out a couple of maths. I don't know if we can say, oh, yeah, we're going to learn math. Or what? It's one. you got to learn one, one sum in each class. Yeah. Okay. Today, we're going to learn one plus one. And then next week, we'll do one plus two. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I like The Mandalorian. But I'm, yeah, I mean, we've definitely inspired one. plenty of discussion in us uh, with us. And yeah. obviously, not just ripping on it like it's most Star than... Wars content. 
at the moment. It's better than almost all of the Star Wars content. Yeah, Fallen Order was good as well, story-wise. Mm. I might give that another go, actually, now it's on EA Play. Oh, it's a difficult game to go away from and come back, just mm. by the way the levels are. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll be starting a new save when I'm on my PlayStation, but yeah, I'll give it another go at some point. Yeah. Got to go back and play a bit more Squadrons as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. I forgot about Squadrons. But yeah, I think that's probably here yep. for the week. We have been here waffled for an hour and a half. So. We have. Yeah. So yeah, so everyone, thank you for listening. We have been Mark and Ben on yep. the final save point. We love you. As thank always, you, you want to want to get in touch, I'm on Twitter at SavePinal. Yep, at save point Ben. And you can email me at finalsavepointmark at gmail.com. Even if you want to be nasty. Yeah, don't, don't send me hate mail. No, I, mean, I, I would like some semi-constructive hate mail is allowed. For so, me. So, yeah, you can send us hate mail as long as as long as you get to, tell us how much we suck, but also give us an idea on how to make ourselves better. Yes. We need we, personal growth plans, like yes. you may have in a job review or something like that, you know. <laughs> Appraise me. Yeah. So people. yeah, to everyone else who got their PS5s today, enjoy it and we'll probably be back with more PS5 chat next week once. And to everyone who didn't, just I'm gonna Yeah, go yeah, commiserations to everyone who got no. screwed around by game. I wasn't gonna say that. I was just gonna say I'm gonna go home and play it. Well, I haven't got For one, so I'll, I'll, I'll be empathetic with them, but I'm going to sit there and play my Xbox. I can be empathetic with them, but I can still be a, <laughs> a bit awful about it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so now that, we've, now that we've offended everyone, we'll see you next week. Bye.